yeah, I wanted to book you on this uh, show that I do. It's that basement show. There's no mic, no chairs, and unfortunately, this time around, I can't pay you, but there is a buffet. Cops retirement party. I got no room for you to stay in, but there's free drinks. You wouldn't mind uh, hiding out for about a half hour, 45 minutes until the uh, birthday girl gets there, would ya? Wondering if you'd like to do comedy uh, on a boat. Not a very big boat, kind of just like a real boat. Really, it's just a canoe. Let me know if you want to do the gig. Hey, everybody. This is Gary Peterson alongside my co-friend. Uh, Hi, is Chris that- Walsh here. <laughs> and Three. we are uh, uh, on another episode here of Highway to Hell Gigs. Um, today, very special guest, somebody that has been involved uh, with uh, the comedy store, then Roast Battle. You may have seen her involved in, in many of the projects that you see on Comedy Central. She's super funny and a uh, hilarious comedian. Please welcome Nicole Buchanan, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, co-friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Nicole. it any, anytime anyone calls me a friend, I will take it. Yeah, and, and you both, I know both of you. I'm like the connecting link. That's true. I guess I'm... I am the conduit for which friendship how do you, speaks. How do you guys know each other? Um, Chris uh, is is a hilarious comedian. When I was coming up, uh, uh, he was part of the uh, Walsh Brothers uh, comedy duo. And, oh, uh, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we were, I guess, our connection, Nicole, for you and I would be through the comedy store. We may not. Um, know each other like well but if you spent time at the comedy store like the store is one of those weird places that um i mean it's comedians love and i I guess i I started there when it was sort of the dark years yeah you know like the early kind of like mid 2000 like 2006 right it was uh real real bad there real tough there we kind of in made the, our bones. That was in the, like Tommy years, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Pre, pre Rogan. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was actually post Rogan. It was post Rogan. It was post and pre. It was in mm-hmm. that period where, right before I moved to LA, um, they had videotaped uh, what's his name stealing jokes from everyone. What's Mencia. That? Carlos Mencia. Mencia. And so he and Rogan had this big battle, and they they took Mencia see his side um i guess this is a play great way to start a show called uh, highway to hell gigs because we're talking about how awful the comedy store was at that time um mm-hmm. but yeah my brother and i got sort of past there and then we were sort of at the end of the arc where you kind of hang out there a lot less because of the aforementioned tommy and now things are a lot better it's great that you're um doing the uh the roast battle because that's like yeah. the height of the new comedy store. It brought that. That's what brought Joe Rogan back to the comedy store. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, congratulations for being, you know, a great roaster and involved in that scene. Oh, it's thank amazing. you. I do think I met you once. Did you and your brother used to run a show at like some theater? Uh, and then my friend uh, Dylan Farr, I think. Yeah, yeah. On. I'm real tight with Dylan. I know Dylan very well. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah tried That's a bunch of different theater. shows out here so there's mm-hmm. any number of theaters i may have uh dylan actually did one of the last shows we had at the um the yard theater mm-hmm. i think he might have been on the very last show before we canceled at the yard uh before all this like lockdown stuff so yeah yeah, yeah. dylan dylan and i go back a ways yeah he was one of my like first friends in comedy and i, rem- I remember him like mentioning you guys and Oh, uh, good. So co co friends is accurate, Gary. Yeah, Nailed we have it. lots of. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not our first mutual connection, yeah. Gary. There it is. Well, I guess to bring it back around, Nicole, <laughs> did you have like? Because you know, obviously, the the roast battle is kind of like the height of what's possible at the comedy store. But did you have mm-hmm. like a, like, was there a tough entry for you in the comedy store? Because uh, women in particular have a tough time. It's kind of notorious for being terrible to women there. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to say anything or mention any names in particular, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, oh God. I mean, this is, it's it's hard because I had a different, I started doing Roast Battle when I was like a year into comedy. Oh, wow. And and it went 
well for me kind of right off the bat. So that was kind of my, and, and then also it's fun. Uh, I was kind of staying in Frank Castillo, who was a door guy at the comedy store. I was okay, staying yeah. in his living room a lot because oh, I was wow. dating someone who lived in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So I, I, you know, I got in with the comedy store people uh, pretty early on. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was never the comedy store. I mean, it was intimidating at first, yeah. but honestly, it's where I felt the most at home at first, right, uh, which right. I know is in, uh, which is a unique experience, especially for women. So I've heard, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not I mean, much of a I'm woman, happy to so. hear that because I've been telling people for years, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to say it's for years. I've been telling people, it feels like it's getting better in that like in that direction. I don't know if that's true, but if you can. I mean, if I'm any in any indication, yeah, I feel like I have, when I'm there, I feel like I have a bunch of like older brothers that are like yeah, protected. Yeah, that's me, cool. So, um, but you know, I there didn't mean are, to cut you off, by the way. There, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's probably because you started the comedy store. Um, <laughs> don't let women speak here. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, if I'm in the indication, yeah, it's been, it's, they've been wonderful to me. And, and like any place, there's the, the jerks and the assholes, but, um, you know, I think if you just kind of keep your head down and work hard and be funny, like there's nothing they can really say or do. So yeah, it's yeah. Fine. that's that's one of those things of I think the the justice of comedy, like at the end of the day, when you're alone on the stage, if you're not crushing or making people laugh, people just can't respect you. And <laughs> so, like that's why you know it's so fun to like I've seen you do a number of shows there; they've been super fun. And uh, just seeing you uh, uh, annihilate and just be like undeniable in those tough rooms, like the, you know, the belly room or, um, you know, like in a, in a, like a bringer show where 20 people are not there for you and you're just like throwing heat. So it's, it's one of those things that's like, like you said, you keep your head down. If you're funny, that just doubles down on who you are. Um, Have you ever been in like a since it's the comedy store i guess one of my first questions is has there ever been a scenario where you're working along somebody like oh my god like i can't believe this person's watching me and it some nightmarish thing happens during it at the comedy store uh well okay well not something like comedy right like i didn't bomb but i will say i was talking about this the other day that um uh, Russell Peters was watching me one time and um, oh, wow. apparently I had a camel toe and he brought it up <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, but he did it in a very nice way. He was like, your jokes were so good that I totally forgot about your camel toe, which was all I could see in the beginning. And I was like, so embarrassed. Oh, he was boy. like, no, it's okay. Congratulations on your vagina. But it was, uh... <laughs> I guess it's good to be memorable. That was super, like, it is super embarrassing, especially when you're feeling confident after you're getting off stage. You're like, yeah, I crushed some, because by the way, you had a camel toe the whole time. You're like, cool. <laughs> um, I guess it's like a, a compliment because Russell Peters feels like he's got to bring you down a notch because you did so well. <laughs> he's threatened, I think. I think he's yeah. threatened. Like, yeah, the I think next, so too. Um, Indian should... superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the. I love I love the comedy store. I love the belly room. I think that's like one of my favorite like places to perform. Um, but yeah, like roast battle can definitely open itself up to especially if you're a woman. Like there have been times where I've, I've had really good jokes and then, um, but people only want to you know talk about the fact that I'm like not hot or the other girl is hotter or whatever you know um, right. stuff like that. But I think like as far as hell gigs go, I have had. Uh, a hell gig with roast battle but it was when we went on the road and we did a right. red state tour oh um, wow yeah <laughs> tell us a little bit about that that sounds yeah. fascinating it was uh we did um we did nashville tennessee which was fine nashville's pretty cool um but then we did huntsville alabama um which it's funny uh someone was talking about it the other day because the the um roast battle has the wave i don't know if you've seen it but it's jamar neighbors yes. willie hunter and jeremiah jeremiah watkins and um they do a bunch of like crazy shit and like you know have a bunch of props and stuff and they decided that they were going to draw like a confederate flag and burn it in front of everyone during one of the <laughs> <laughs> how did that awesome. go awesome 
and like part like part of the crowd was like really into it and then like part of it sat really silently and then part of them were like fucking pissed and like because there oh were like, with like straight up like confederate flag like license plates in the parking lot and stuff like that and we were traveling with like six black guys like it was yeah. and it was like uh it was like brian moses and, and jamar and willie and like all, and we're just like yeah. driving through huntsville alabama um i take like, i take jamar neighbors over a stadium full of white dudes anyways yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i'd take him and i'd just be like i got jamar <laughs> me too i just jamar's dick could just fall <laughs> out in one shot um yeah but that was that was interesting and like it's it it wasn't like the normal roast battle crowd and like it was one of those instances where you didn't want like because in the belly room if you make like a racist joke it's like it's tongue and it's like it's like you're we're making fun of of just all of that but then when you're when you're in alabama like it's a little harder to roast battle because you're like oh some of these people actually like they're like, yeah, <laughs> like they yeah. that stuff. It's not a joke to them. <laughs> yeah, and that's when it gets uncomfortable. Um, and then we also had uh, the next, and and we did like uh, three cities in like three days, I think. And then one one was two shows, and so we were flying. We we're getting up at like four in the morning and flying, and then and then getting up at oh, this wow. time and driving and whatever. And that's then brutal. the last the last city was Houston. Um, and, uh, we, we had a connecting flight through Dallas and there were like all these storms. We ended up being stuck in an airport for like 11 hours, maybe more. And I had to like sleep in the airport. And so like, oh, it was awful. Sucks. And then the first show, because we had so many flight delays was canceled. So then they combined the first show with the second show. And so some of those people have been waiting for like, I don't know, six hours. Oh boy. And, um, and it was a long show because they had the battles from the first show and the battles from the second show. Oh. And then me and this guy, Keith Carey were the last battle of the whole night after they were already pissed that we were all late after they were already pissed. Like the show was so long, all this stuff. Um, me and Keith go up and immediately Keith decides to say, uh, fuck Houston, fuck the Astros, fuck us. So then <laughs> they're already booing us. <laughs> they're booing yeah. us. Then we start to do our jokes. They're booing us more. Um, <laughs> they hate us. They fucking hate us at this point. Keith oh goes God. with his Hail Mary, which is taking off his shirt because he's a hilarious fat guy. So he takes off his shirt. That really angers them. That really upsets them. <laughs> then he takes off his pants. And then I decide to join the party and I take off my pants. So there we are being booed half naked on stage. <laughs> doing our jokes. The judges, I don't know who the fuck they are. They have three, like, random judges I've never, like, heard of before. And they're like, you guys are awful. And we were like, you don't even know. We fucking rule. And this whole room sucks. That's anyway, great. It was a nightmare. Um, I, wa I wanted to kill myself. But <laughs> there were, like, two people in the room that really fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> and, like, I did it for them. You know what yeah. I mean? But that was, that was hell. And it was, like, it was such a long trip even though it was a short trip it was just like we barely slept um yeah. and like the people of Huntsville and Houston were just not as appreciative as we wanted them to be <laughs> like, um, that's they brutal get you. that they was probably one of my least favorite road gigs I've ever done just because it was I was sleep deprived we had just gotten off a plane after being in a in a uh, in an airport for a very very long time yeah I literally went straight. When we got off the airplane, I took an Uber straight to the club. I was still wearing, like, flip-flops. I had all my luggage with me, which I just, like, left in the green room real quick because they, they were having people warm up. And then the rest of, like, the host of the show wasn't there yet. Brian Moses was running behind. So then they were like, Nicole, go up for five minutes, like, to stall. And so oh. I just got in there. I dropped my luggage. I went up in flip-flops. The whole crowd was like, they had been stalling for a really long time. And some of them went, were from the first show, which was already canceled because we were late. So I had to go up there and just explain everything that just happened. I was oh, like, man. sorry, I'm wearing flip-flops. I'm just going to take these off and be real with you guys. And I sat down barefoot and just told them the whole saga. I And ended up like, at first, they fucking hated me. 
it ended up going really well the set but then when all the roast battles went it just went way too long and me and Keith yeah. went up they they were booing us um <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's Keith's fault but you can't go up and say fuck Houston fuck the Astros fuck you all and then take off your shirt and show your disgusting body they're gonna hate you <laughs> yeah that's that's a move that I think uh is is uh misleading and uh, yeah. can can definitely I mean normally it kills message. In the belly yeah. room, it kills. They love they love Keith's nipples in the yeah. belly room, but uh, <laughs> but they keep that... a they keep a tight show in the belly room. That's a relatively you know it's like real quick. It's like over before you know it. Yeah, there's a lot of stand up before to kind of get everyone warmed up, and then mm -hmm. and then there's like you know three or four battles, and then you also have the judges who are usually like in this instance the judges were like kind of random people who weren't that funny but like usually they have the judges to also kind of like keep it quick and going and even if people right. are bombing on stage they can make fun of them so it you know right. <laughs> whatever and it's just yeah it's not the same when you move it to another venue like right. the belly room just has the spirit even like the tv um show because i was on the tv show and yeah. even that was a little different it didn't have that kind of like basement underground boxing yeah. ring feel that it has in the belly room where it just feels like anything goes and um so when you take it outside of that environment it can get a little weird i feel like right were yeah. you yeah. on the one that taped at the fonda it was up at the uh on no hollywood the, the one um i did i want no no it didn't tape at the yeah, it did tape at the Fonda. Okay. You're right. That yeah. little theater, right? The one on uh, Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know what? I was at one of those tapings. Um, you know, and I, it's so funny because more co-friend stuff because I know everyone you're talking about, but for some reason you and I have never been introduced. I guess I'm not <laughs> around as much as I used to be. But uh, yeah, that was interesting to see them tape that, to go from the belly room up to this like huge theater but I did like the anarchic kind of like attitude that they brought to the taping. Like if you've ever yeah. been to a taping of anything, people, there's a sort of a level of like, can we get that again? Can we do this? And oh yeah, it's a live ass show for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah. What I loved about it is the it didn't lose that aspect of it. People were like, they were like, can we get that again? And people were like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah, never no, seen anyone bomb, talk to a, like a producer <laughs> that way where people are like, nah, we're good. Like we yeah. do another another tag or another like lead into commercial, and they were like Jeff uh, Ross was like, "Nah, I don't feel like it." And I was just well, like, "This Jeff is amazing!" <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Um, and it it well for me, I liked that, but also that was my first taping, so it's yeah. like, you know, when it's your first taping and you're and it's in front of a live audience, yeah, and you can't do it again, you know. Right. It's a little more nerve wracking that way, but it does, it adds to the environment of the show and it made it feel more like, it made it feel like this isn't a TV taping. You're just doing what right. you always do in the belly room. You yeah, know you're I mean? with a group of friends and it's kind of a shit show and like someone exactly. forgot a tripod and you're like, all right, well, that guy's not a professional. <laughs> yeah. What do I give a shit? I yeah. mean, from my perspective, having been around some sets, like there were things they were doing there that I was like, this is unbelievable. I love this. Like, I love yeah. the atmosphere. I think I wrote to Moses and was like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while. I just wanted to say I was at that taping. It was amazing. Like I love, I actually like, I know it was a different atmosphere in terms of feel for folks like you who do uh -huh. it regularly and are great, who are like pros, but love being in that situation. But to watch it as like an outsider and see this like, Cause you know, you're, they're probably spending like a million dollars in this place and you're like, no one gives a shit. This is awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Did was you see it Gary? Did you go to the tapings Gary? I did not. Um, I, I think I wasn't, maybe I wasn't in LA at that point or whatever, but um, I, I, I will say uh, uh, me and you share a, a mutual shit show. Do you remember the this? Uh, it, it was pretty okay uh, overall, but just what had happened. It was like maybe the first road thing me and you did was to San Diego in the rain, and yeah. uh, we we got to know each other a little better, which is not, like part of the fun of going on the road. It's like we did. We, we had a lot of fun. Found out we both like Eminem. Uh, yeah. We we told ghost stories, uh, drank a lot of coffee, and had some pizza, and then. Um, I think you were you were featuring. I was headlining, and the 
I, I got him I got sick from where we ate yeah I was, oh, no. I was like immediately I think I got food poisoning and I oh, said no. to you I was like if you, you don't see me just keep going because <laughs> I had like and I was I like think, Gary I don't have more than fucking five minutes no <laughs> so I would like run to the bathroom I would be sick and then like I would run back and see where you're at in your time and then it'd be like i think i gotta i think i gotta get one more of these out of me and then i would go back to the bathroom and i i was like i think i think i'm okay i think i'm okay and then i don't i don't remember what i really did i remember i was sweating a lot like Mm. more like i i a fever broke i was standing on a bench at one point i was trying to like i think i i think i also said to you if I have to run off the stage, you're going to have to go back up. And you got a little bit of panic. You're like, I, I don't, I, what would I do? You were like, <laughs> oh, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. The audience is like, this is the weirdest. Though. Yeah. It was like a four, I had to do like 40 minutes. And I was just like, I don't know if I can get that far right now. <laughs> you did. That show also started off super awkward because it like started off with like, this like creepy guy just like talking about this girl's tits in the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it One started of- off, the show started off real awkward. And then I went up and talked about her tits and everyone loved it. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a creepy dude. <laughs> yeah. He just, he did it. He said that it was a first comic and you know, it's one of those comics that is like, you're going to say whenever you describe him, nice guy. Yeah. And then like, then yeah. you see his act. Nice and he was he was laughing more at his act than the audience was. <laughs> and he ran the light for like fucking fifteen minutes. Yeah, oh, he was supposed to do like five, and he did like twenty, and we lit him three times, and and he just was not doing well at all, and kept going and kept going. So he put the show in a hole for time and feeling. Oh boy! And it was packed, and it was half a pizza restaurant, so like half the people are on one side of this divider just having dinner, loud like a bar. And then this other half is like people that have paid to come to a comedy show and they're being subjected to this guy who is just not hitting. Um, and so we had to, we had to uh, dig out of his hole. Um, I think Zoltan Kazas. Ka- uh, uh, yeah, he, went, he was funny. He was funny. He, he helped save it. And you, you nailed it down as like, oh, people should stay. Uh, but... <laughs> It was just like the environment was against us. I was poisoned, and and then another comic on the show was against. But I think we venue. both ended up having like a lot of fun on that show. Oh, circumstances yeah. aside, I I think it might be a curse of my because I think my first road gig with Connor McSpadden, he also was like we had to stop like seven times for him to shit, and oh, he'd boy. be like he'd be like in the bathroom like uh texting me because it would be like like 20 minutes would go by like we were late to, we were like really late to this <laughs> and it was also in san diego i think i think it was madhouse but we were really really late to this gig and he he's he's in the 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 bathroom and i'm like texting he's texting me he's like this is gonna take a while i'm so sorry this oh, is boy. terrible like I'm, and i just <laughs> think it's a curse like anyone who takes me to open for them just immediately gets terrible shits gets poisoned that's like, yeah. you mentioned uh, two of uh, maybe like, I guess two of my least favorite things in comedy. I feel like one of them there should be a name for. The first uh, is where um, people come to eat dinner and they don't know there's going to be a comedy show. And, and you then they're surprised. Them. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I know you just came to eat pizza, but we're having a comedy show. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious to me. Uh, it's terrible. But you see somebody like mid pizza slice going, huh? I don't <laughs> I don't want to do this, you know, like putting the pizza down and come on, kids. Um, yeah. the it's other not is, consensual. It's not. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's not okay. I always liken it to like a pop-up haunted house, you know, like there's just going to be like a guy dressed as a ghost behind you trying to get like, oh, we got the haunted house coming in. It's just as unpleasant <laughs> as people going like, I didn't want to listen to someone's opinions. And yeah. um, to be fair to the, the gig, they did uh they did have people that were it it seemed like half the place knew 
and yeah. that half was the audience, but right. then there's just this razor. It was a separate room. It had... was a separate room. Yeah, yeah. But you it... gotta, you gotta get the curtain. Yeah. yeah. It, but um, it was I mean, like it's great. I mean, look, a... I'll, I'll do comedy anywhere, as evidenced yeah. by this podcast. But uh, <laughs> I've done a lot of bad gigs, but um, that is like one of my. I guess that's like a hate love thing, like where it's like, well, we got an audience. The bad news is half of them didn't know they were an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and I think this is the one there should be a name for is when a comedian is already way over their time and then start like a, you can tell it's going to be a long bit. You know, everyone in the back is like, he's already over his time by like five minutes. And then the guy on stage is like, so I was at this wedding. And you're like, <laughs> oh no, this is a bad one. This is going to be yeah. another five minute bit, you know? And it's yeah. it's usually a topic that you can't just gloss over. It's like no. my, my, nie my niece died recently. <laughs> and you're like, what the? Fuck. Yeah, this doesn't get way, funny until minute that. five. Yeah, I've, I've been in that situation where I started a bit about how I tried to kill myself and then I get the light and I'm like, oh man, I'm just, I can't just rush through this. Right. <laughs> I tried to kill myself. Well, I got the light. Anyway, good night. Uh, <laughs> you guys have a great Easter. People are <laughs> like, by, what a closer. By the way, speaking of that bit and also bombarding restaurants um i did do a, a gig like that where it was a mexican restaurant and it, it's you know it's like a light but it's not like a heavy bit i'm not like i'm not like oh i tried to kill myself and this is about depression whatever it's about how like one of the pills i took was detox pills and i was like if you're trying to kill yourself don't take something that makes you shit out. or if you're trying to poison yourself <laughs> don't make, take something that makes you shit out all the poison because then you're just sat alive and shitting all day and then <laughs> i decided it would be a good idea to say kind of like you guys after we eat this Mexican food and the <laughs> owner I swear to God from the corner goes no! <laughs> no I mean not this Mexican food this Mexican food is good and then from that point on I was just like bombing <laughs> it's terrible it was so bad. the owner was pissed everyone hated me I was like I'm gonna get off stage because I'm talking about shitting in a Mexican right you guys are trying to oh, eat boy. I'm just gonna go yeah. uh, so that was Oh yeah, that was probably the worst times I ever bought. That was terrible. But it That's... was one of the situations where people were eating and didn't know comedy was happening. And I decided to also come in hot with my suicide material and <laughs> shitting. So, you know, I was newer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm gonna do my act no where I am. Fuck it. <laughs> well, you learn a valuable lesson. I guess that's sort of one of the things that we you know we always come to on this show is like talking about how bad it was and how much you learned like it's like you can't really get good that's one of the things about comedy is like you can't get good unless you suck like yeah. at least a few times and probably about a hundred or more you know like you gotta yeah. really bomb no i've only sucked three times but i get it i get i get the other point i don't of doubt that <laughs> we've I... covered two of those times <laughs> <laughs> right is there a is there a goal uh, a gig Nicole that uh, let's just let's stick to in the last year you know like as you get better as a comedian I think like one of the worst things that happens is you forget you forget that oh this could happen this fucking nightmare can happen because you're like killing you're on a roll voice yeah hitting. And then that gig comes along that knocks you for a loop. You're like, what the fuck was that? Hindsight. <laughs> um, you're just fucking smacked. Uh, is yeah. there anything that came up recently uh, or the last couple of years? Yeah, know? I do remember it. Because here's the thing. I don't like, honestly, when people give, um, not on something like this, but when I do shows, I don't like it. I've stopped telling people that I was on roast battle on Comedy Central because when people bring me up that way or advertise me that way when I'm going to headline somewhere or whatever, um, people expect that. So either right. the front row gets fucking terrified immediately and it's, <laughs> they tighten up, they, they cross yeah. their arms, they don't look at me because they're like, don't fucking, if they, yeah, if someone says, this girl wrote for the Alec Baldwin roast on Comedy Central, she did roast battle, people are like, oh, fuck, like, don't fucking look at me. They tense up real fast. So mm -hmm. I, if they do that, I kind of have to go up and be like, don't worry, you guys are safe. Like, not going to go after you, you know. Um, I only do that for people who want it done to them. You know what I mean? Um, but 
there was one where there was a gig where I was headlining where it was like advertised like from roast battle and comedy central whatever and so I walk in it was like a it was like a bar it was like a um it's a good show but like uh so these guys come up to me and they're like you're the girl from roast battle right and I was like yeah and they were like so our friend he's getting married like the luck we want you to roast him and I was like I'm not gonna do that like (laughs) yeah like I don't take orders from you I'm gonna do my act but thanks but then like it got to it got to like the middle of the of of my time and I was kind of like I was having fun with the crowd and I was like you know what fuck it who's the guy getting married and they were like yeah and and I and you know he looks like a douchey guy with a backwards hat and I was like you know like I was like you look like you've been in a fraternity for 20 years like a, a bunch of shit. and then like so I start I start going in on him right and usually once you like roast someone or embarrass them like you know they laugh they're embarrassed they don't they don't talk whatever right. this guy loved the attention way too much and just oh, no. heckling me the rest of the show and not just heckling me but um but like making comments like that like oh you won't be saying that when my cock is halfway down your throat later or whatever oh, no. and i was like you're, and i you know i tried to say but your cock wouldn't make it even <laughs> a quarter way down my throat like you <laughs> make it two inches past my teeth maybe and i you know but and so like every time i come back at him like i think he's gonna shut up but he just does it <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no. and no one's kicking him out because it's a bar show it's not a comedy club so there's yeah. no bouncers you know and so like then i just i keep trying to like move on into bits and he keeps interrupting which is like vulgar shit to the point where it's just making everyone uncomfortable i'm getting fucking angry at one point, I just told him to shut the fuck up. It just, it got so uncomfortable. Wow. And finally, they all just left. They walked out. It was a huge party, by the way. Like, a big party of people. They all walk out. And then, like, the, the whole room is just fucking uncomfortable. And I maybe had, like, 15 minutes left where I was like, so anyway. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> and it, it was funny because I was crushing in the beginning. And then I just decide, like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing they requested because I'm trying to be nice. And then it just ruins the rest of my time. Oh, I was in, wow. like, and it was so embarrassing, like the, the way that he was like talking to me and like that it was just like no one was stopping it. And it was just like, I don't know. That was probably the worst it's been recently. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, also it's partially on the booker of the show. Like he should have, you know, kicked him out immediately like they were being assholes um and maybe it looked like because i went after them first but they asked me to and uh so i don't know it was uh that that sucked it it usually is like a heckler that that takes it because i'm not um i'm still pretty new to comedy i've only been doing it like four and a half years and so like i haven't learned to deal with every type of heckler yet yeah um you know, and sometimes it does kind of like knock the wind out of me, especially if it's a guy doing that kind of shit. And the worst is like when they're in the front row and like no one else can hear them. And like yeah, they're saying tough. shit. So then like you can't really respond because then you have to like repeat what they said and, or you just look fucking crazy because you're like, shut the fuck up. And everyone's like, <laughs> who are you talking to? Yeah. But yeah, I think anytime, anytime something um, has really recently uh been an issue it's it's been a it's been a heckler that like fucking won't shut up yeah that's a that's a unique situation i think to you because you're coming up in comedy you're making a name for yourself and it was almost like the fact that you had accolades that worked against you and you were doing that guy a favor which is like no good deed goes unpunished i guess to (laughs) quote a cliche but it's like funny that you were you were like i'm doing so well what the fuck why not i'll you know jump in with this guy do him a favor his buddy's a favor it's funny how people i feel like even without the roast battle people are that way anyway when there's a comedian they're like make fun of my friend you gotta make fun of this guy it's his birthday or whatever it is like people dudes i guess it's just dudes who are fascinated with the idea of like this comedian will really tear into my friend maybe that's just the northeast gary but that's where we started but we used to get that all the time my brother and i people would be like oh roast my you know my family you know always some dude who wanted his like brother roasted or whatever and it was brutal well and you gotta explain to them like the show isn't for you 
It's for everyone here. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a fuck about your friend mm-hmm. except for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. They're here to, they're here to hear what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and then, and then it must have been for you. Did you get that sort of like train wreck, like car crash feeling where it slows down a little bit? And you realize you're like, why the fuck am I doing? I was doing well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And like you get, and then you start to get angry at yourself for even entertaining the idea of talking to them. Yeah. And then like, yeah. but you're, you've already done it. So it's just. And then you have that moment after you're done where you're like, I could have worked on that new bit I wanted to work on, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and I wasted all my time on yes. you, you fucking douchebag. Lesson like, learned. It, and it, so, so now every, when, I, when I've gone on stage and people are like, what are your credits? I'm like, nothing. Don't bring up any credits. <laughs> First of all, because I have I no credits. I don't want to be seen as a roast comedian, even though that's mostly um, yeah. what I've what I've gotten work in because because Roast Battle's so it's such a unique show in the way like yeah I started doing it a year in but like people like Jeff Ross and those people are watching that show yeah and it's a unique situation where you can be like kind of new and if your jokes are good like there's someone watching who can potentially help you so right. I started getting jobs very quickly and in that field in like writing jobs and stuff like that so I think a lot of people kind of see me that way but that's not what my stand-up is you yeah know of I mean? course um so like i think it's it gets a little frustrating uh so yeah i've I've stopped i've stopped having people introduce me that way because (laughs) it it never ends well for me (laughs) and people think and also even on like social media and stuff like people are like oh she's a roaster she must want me to roast her (laughs) you know what i mean that's how they want to get your attention and and like you know it's uh it's annoying and so and like, you're like i'm a fucking professional yeah Don't come around here with your amateur bullshit exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> i i have a question that uh may be off limits i don't okay. know Ooh. Maybe. is anything off limits with me gary come on <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know let's find out um i i've heard about this from tmz uh <laughs> Have and you done some research for this? You know we have no a no research policy, Gary. I I I, I you stumbled I across that. it. I hope I I heard about this. All and right. You uh, Nicole ha- happened to be a part of the controversy that happened during the NBA roast. Are you at liberty to discuss anything involving Little Wayne or Lil Wayne as he's known? Look, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but, you know, <laughs> look, I don't want to insult your show, Gary, but I think I'm okay to talk about it here. Um, no. Uh, well, did, all right. All right. We got a scoop. Hot takes. We won't advertise it. I don't it. even think I signed an NDA. I don't know. Whatever. So Fucking what awesome. <laughs> I love this. I wrote for, I wrote for, and this was, by the way, this isn't a, a road stand-up gig, but I would say, as far as the taping went, this was hell. Yeah, there were a lot of things awesome. that were the taping. But I wrote on, um, they wanted to do, for NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, they wanted to do, and it was the 30th anniversary of Inside the NBA, awesome. which is Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Ernie Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun show. Yeah, the the only the only funny uh, sports show, but um, <laughs> yeah, they they was there thirty. So they wanted to do a roast of those four guys for for All Star Weekend on TNT, um, and so I wrote on that, and um, you know it was just uh, and Lil Wayne. They booked Little Lil Wayne. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, why does anybody yeah. ask that? Or is it everybody's those, favorite like, tiny? tattooed rapper they, they yeah. do that thing with roasts where they always just throw like what's the wrench we could just launch into it like martha stewart yeah, yeah. and like, part of like, it's well, part of it by is, the way martha stewart is fuck, martha stewart is fucking great on the roast she's on point sure. way, yeah yeah she's we amazing weren't sure anyway. how that was gonna go we weren't <laughs> sure but what happened would probably be the best guess honestly but like uh so Lil Wayne, he agrees to do it. We were like, I, I was like, I can't believe he fucking agreed to do this. But then he was the surprise guest on The Masked Singer. So I guess, you know, <laughs> he does shit like this. He yeah. needs work. Yeah. <laughs> Lil yeah. Wayne's got a big house. So he never, obviously he never like 
came in and worked with us before. Like we uh, FaceTimed him at one point to read him a script and that was about it. Um, but he, so he showed up late to the tape. Like the taping was already supposed to have started and we were stalling. Brian Moses was actually the warm up comedian. He was stalling while we waited for, for Lil Wayne. Um, then Lil Wayne shows up <clears throat> and because it was, it was, uh, we were taping it at the House of Blues in Chicago. And um, so because it wasn't a studio, it was like a venue. It was like a live venue. They had security at the front. You know, I got like the, the last week of the job we did, we did all the writing on site. So we were there. So every day before work, I got a nice little pat down from security. Like that oh just boy. everyone got patted down coming into the House of Blues during All-Star Weekend. And um, Lil Wayne was no different. They were like, we need to, to search you. And he was like, no. <laughs> awesome. And then eventually after some convincing, they realized he had a gun on him. Ooh. <laughs> For the roast, yeah. For the you roast, you know. You got it. Um, you can't go too hard on Lil Wayne. <laughs> no. And so like, they were like, you gotta, you know, give up your gun before you go in. And he was like, no. Nah. <laughs> 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 so, um, so eventually they agree to let him in with his gun. But wow. <laughs> but nice, nice compromise. But they had, he had like 10 dudes with him. He had like a possum and they were like, okay, well we got to search them. And he was like, nah, <laughs> they were like, okay. <laughs> we're not letting 10 dudes in with guns to a live, like, no, <laughs> especially a roast. We're going to be saying yeah, terrible things about you, you know? And so yeah. um, about like 30 minutes Insane. after the taping was supposed to start, Lil Wayne was like, all right, I'm not doing the show. And then so we had to pull his chair, remove all the jokes about and for Lil Wayne from the, oh God, it was, it was, it was awful. And then like already, I'm wow. not going to, you know, name names, but there were so many people on the show that they had booked that were just so unprepared. And so that whole taping was just a fucking shit show. It was awful. But, uh, it, it, it you know, at least I have that story about Lil Wayne now, which I've been told <laughs> I can't talk about on stage, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> But it was a fun, it's a fun story, but it was a nightmare at the time. And I was also bummed. I was like, damn, I wanted to meet Lil Wayne. Like, why couldn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, partied with the gun for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's also exciting to meet, meet him on equal footing. They're like, hey, I wrote these jokes for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I felt it, it feels really cool, especially to be writing for like, because I feel like roasting and rapping can be kind of similar sometimes. And so, like, to be able to say, like, oh, I wrote for Lil Wayne would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, very cool. But, you know, my dreams were shattered. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you say that sentence so much. <laughs> <laughs> Every it's like day. your catchphrase. <laughs> Every day, my dreams. And that day. Um, but, it, like... Also, I just realized how funny it would be if a if Lil Wayne just had like a like some twenty six year old white girl writing for him writing for him. <laughs> well, From he does County. owe you. <laughs> he does. I'm gonna I, write that yeah. pilot and send it to his people. Um, <laughs> um we uh, uh, I guess we got the final couple final questions, Christopher, for uh, for our our dear guest. Nicole Buchanan, uh, uh, who we, you, you have the Twitter and you have a website and everything like that. We'll tag you. I don't, you and, and, I don't and, have uh, a website yet. I should get one of those. I tried to make one on Squarespace because they say it's easy. It's not fucking easy. <laughs> They're like, Squarespace, you can even do it if you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, <laughs> try harder. Your, your website has to have like a heading, like not a roast comedian. <laughs> like I write on roast battle, but I am not a roast comedian yeah, yeah that's part yeah. of the trouble with like living out in los angeles is you kind of get pigeonholed a little bit into mm -hmm. a thing that you show uh you know a talent for but you're you're working on something entirely different but i guess that's also nice because then you can surprise people with your writing and other endeavors as well you know that's true i think i mean like i think a lot of people 
who uh, like see me roast, but they've never seen me do stand up. I think a lot of people assume like, oh, if you do roast battle, like you're a roaster and you're like, you're not really like a, a comedian or right. whatever. So it does surprise people when they're like, oh, you, you are funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. also do this thing. It's um, weird that they would think those two things are mutually exclusive when it's just writing. Like you're, you're a good writer. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. 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 You just like to well, be mean sometimes. Maybe it's because those people have only experienced Jeff Ross in that sense. Can we cut that out? Let's cut that out. Can we cut no, that out? we're gonna let that ride. I love I love that you're okay with insulting Lil Wayne, but not Jeff Ross. Not but that you insulted just, Lil Wayne, but just like my uncle, it has given yeah. me a lot of wonderful opportunities and I love him and he's great. And uh, you know. Love Jeff. Yeah, Love yeah. Jeff he, Ross. he regularly <laughs> works in prisons. I think he can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my one of my last questions would be maybe you have another one, Gary, but um is just was the Lil Wayne set was that the worst set you were on? Or is there one that was worse? Because that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, I think that was the that was the the taping that went Capper. most downhill. However, the writers were like just working on that show was really fun. The yeah. but the the one night of taping was a fucking disaster. Probably <laughs> the most disastrous. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say for sure. That's laid plans. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You got a closer, Gary? I think I might have one final question. Um, other than, uh, are women funny? Nicole, um, no, my oh, favorite, boy. my favorite backward. It's so often, um, uh, no, that on that same vein though, uh, being <laughs> at the at the comedy store, being just a woman in comedy, you're constantly outnumbered like a hundred to one with dudes to women. It's yeah. like you you not only have to like be funny, which is hard at fucking enough, but mm -hmm you have to like wear this like gender flag, you know, where you have to like mm -hmm. represent all women and everything else. Has there <laughs> ever been an intro? I've seen it a number of times. Oh, Has there yeah. ever been an intro that's just uh, been the dumbest thing you've ever heard in terms oh, of? Several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think I could pick just one. I mean, there, uh, there's a lot of them. Um, like, you know, you get a lot of like, I remember I did, and it was a great show, but I did the show in Vegas. Um, and uh, I just remember like, I just hate it. I feel like sometimes we'll introduce female comedians like strippers. He was literally like, we got a hot bitch coming to the stage. <laughs> like, what the fuck? My God. <laughs> that yes. was the actual intro. Um, oh and then God. like, I remember one show, the host, like, first of all, he came out to me and he was like, hey, I'm going to have you open. I swear to God, he says this. Normally, I wouldn't have a woman open the show. And he wasn't kidding. And this wasn't wow. a joke. But I know when people are kidding. It's like, normally I wouldn't, but I think you can handle it. Like, I think you're a strong, a strong me. And then he was like, and then I'll have this person after you and this person because I don't like to have two women in a row. And I was like, all righty. And yes. then... I, I get on stage, I have a great set, I get off and he comes back on and goes, well, does anyone else have a boner right now? And I was like, fucking oh, my mom no. is here. Um, <laughs> so, it's yeah, crazy. It's really, it's really when they talk about us like we're strippers uh, before or after we <laughs> get on stage. Um, yeah, those have probably been the worst. But you know, it, I almost like it when they do it because then you can just shit on them the whole time. Like, I think they're yeah. like one of them. I literally spent my whole half my set shitting on them and the audience loved it and it was great. And then, you know, they're embarrassed afterwards and that's, you know, yeah, that's what they get. Yeah. Hopefully they don't fucking do it again ever. Uh, yeah. it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. is like when people get uh, labeled as opposed to just introduced it's right. not it's not comedian Nicole Buchanan. It's lady comedian <laughs> Nicole Buchanan. Get ready, fellers. Uh it's it's just something that men uh I never have to deal with anything like that. People say like weird stuff about me, but it's like that's it's never like isn't it weird that a guy's coming to the stage? Like, no, it's not. It's not. I, I will say though, I caught myself doing it one time, not to women. I was hosted i was uh, i was asked to host a show at the ice house and somehow all the men on the lineup were just super attractive men 
there were no women on the lineup except for me as the host. It was super attractive men. And I brought it up every time. Wow. <laughs> if the guys did anything sexual in the set, I went up and commented about how I wanted to fuck them. And I was like, oh no, I'm being the creepy dude host right now. But you know, it's about time. Yeah. That the tables were turned. I, I think, think that's earned. I think that's <laughs> earned. That's all the times you've had to deal with it. You know, it's like, turn. it's. <laughs> Thank you. And none of them complained. They liked it. So, you know, I'm sure they wanted it. They you should have seen how they were dressed <laughs> this, is, this is the sound bit those, gonna those, end short, shorts, those short tight cut off jeans boy mm-hmm. I, gotta, I gotta get out to the ice you ever house see the guy basketball shorts where you can see the outline of their dick you know <laughs> you're asking for it anyway um, we, we gotta stop playing basketball together um <laughs> Uh, Nicole, you're an absolute gem. Uh, yes. You're a hero. I'm glad that I, I could bridge this friendship to yes. Christopher. Like I always We're knew. We're friends now, Chris. You guys. Yeah. I love uh, it. I mean, uh, well, hopefully this, this, you know, pandemic will end soon so we can get back to the comedy store and, and I can, you know, you know, run into you in a, in a crowd, which would be nice. Yeah. Although, you know, I'm sure you're not. You and I'll be like, another. hey, and you'll be like, Hey, it'll be like, and you'll be like, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Never. And you'll be like, yeah, totally. I remember you. And then you'll no, I'm, the next and be like, do you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who like, you're waving at your friends because I, I can't c- stop talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, who else do we know? We know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, go yeah, way back like, with him. Oh, and then sorry, you're like, I, uh, I got a set. I'll, I'll see you later. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm the one who's like waiting to get pulled from the, the ice bucket <laughs> in the OR. You know, does that guy yeah. have a manifesto in his hands? What is that? <laughs> yeah, hey Nicole, would you take a look at my script? It's uh, <laughs> it's a, it's got a roast character in it. Um, her name's Lady Sass. She's a silly lady with all the quips. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, this was a, a fantastic Chris. Chris, you're frozen. You Chris freeze right there. You're back. Chris is back. I'm, I don't, I hope I'm not frozen. Am I frozen? I can hear, but not see you, but. You just have a lack better. of expression in general. You're perfect. <laughs> you guys are there. Uh, Nicole, thank you for joining us. Yes, um, thank you so uh, much. Thank you for uh, having our, our fun show. Uh, uh, I hope you guys both have a great week and, uh, and, and stay, stay cool, my friends. Likewise, and... co-friends. 